0: And then I started spending time on the beach in England, and I would hear these rhymes. And I was like, that's interesting, that's not me. I don't know what that voice is. And um, the place where I was was next to the White Cliffs mm-hmm. that are famous, the White Cliffs of Dover, but they extend around a lot of England. Yeah. I wasn't too far from Dover, but there was beach chalk from broken down cliff all over the beaches, and these big walls, and sea walls. And I was like, well, I better not miss my poem. <laughs> So I grabbed chalk and started writing them, but I'm also a
1: So, welcome to Poetic Pontification, a podcast for poets to share their work and their story. I am your host, still, Melina Kritikopoulos, but today I am not in a studio recording that intro. I am out um, by Northgate, waiting for my interviewee. Uh, to take me on a walk to show me her poetry. So this week's guest is Leslie Reed, who writes poems up on a fence on Northside. And I called her up and I decided, let's do this interview outside in the space where her poetry is created. So if you hear some huffing and puffing, it's because we're walking as we're talking. (laughs) Um, And I've heard it's a very steep trip up there. There was plenty of huffing and puffing. Leslie pointed out all the secrets of Northside as we walked up the never-ending 45-degree angled sidewalks.
0: This is actually a music studio. Oh, really? They, is do, the house? they do tiny house concerts. That's so cool. In this area right here. Oh my gosh. It's called Malbec Studio. That is so
1: cool. <laughs> Leslie's been in Berkeley since 2015, and she's seen a lot living on North Side.
0: One of my favorite things when I first moved here was that there was somebody who had a Harley that was really loud, tuned to be so loud, and he would zoom by my building, and then this car uh, across the street would always set up its alarm. And it was like it was angry at the Harley. It made me laugh every time. Oh my gosh. It was
1: really funny. That's we met at Northgate and took Euclid Avenue up about 10 blocks to a spot across from the Berkeley Rose Garden, and that's all the direction you're getting. The location of the fence has a kind of magic to it, and I think it comes from the fact that you really have to stumble upon it. If you're in the Berkeley area, I encourage you to go explore up there and see if you can find it. But let's learn a little bit more about Leslie first.
0: Like in my high school, I had a really good high school in upstate New York, Mm -hmm. rural upstate New York. Are you from New York? Yeah. Excellent languages, like award-winning language program, and um, I studied Latin and French, and we also had...
1: Here we go. The aforementioned Harley had set off a car alarm as we were walking, so there'll be some beeping for a few seconds.
0: And so we did a lot of poetry deconstruction and um, a lot of grammar analysis, which just fitted in for me with all the language yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I really learned to do all of that, looking at the sonnets and, mm-hmm. you know, and breaking down the grammar of yeah. the poem so that you could follow. Yeah. And that's that whole pedantic part, right? And so I sort of thought of poetry as that. And then um, some point after my mother died in 2014, I started having some poems come, but nothing significant. Mm -hmm. And then I was heading to England to be with my daughter while she was in her last year of high school Mm -hmm. and doing all those um, cumulative exams and everything. But anyway, so I read an article, and I I have to find it again. But it was about an American woman poet who Mm -hmm. found she she found that she would be outside on her family farm working and suddenly she would hear a poem coming across the hills Mm -hmm. and she said she would have to run inside and write the poem down as fast as she could Mm -hmm. and that one time she was so late in getting home because she was so far out that she almost didn't catch the poem at all (laughs) And so she took her pen and she stuck it in the air and she caught the poem by the last word Mm -hmm. she wrote down what she heard and when she read it later she realized she got the poem word for word backwards Mm -hmm. so I went to England like well, that's interesting. I've been writing a few poems. I don't know what that, you know, why I read that article. And then I started spending time on the beach in England and I would hear these rhymes. And I was like, that's interesting. That's not me. And her famous seawall poetry was born. I'm also a visual artist, so I decided I would make them, I'd photograph them as nicely as I could and make them an installation Mm -hmm. because I knew that the seawalls would get cleaned off by rain and by this, by the tide. And, um, so that's sort of how I came to obey the urgency of these these phrases that were coming, and um, so they they got clearer and clearer. The poems over time, it was like my my voice, my access to the voice became more elegant, I guess. And, and then I came back here, and I I didn't hear it. It was like to me Berkeley was grungy. It was I was not by the ocean. I was you know it was it felt very urban. And then after I did an art show in England, and when I came back, I think I really started hiking to get out in the nature. Yeah. And then I started realizing that I was hearing poems again. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> the first one is written in ballpoint pen, and I don't even know where, but I did photograph it. As
1: we approached the fence, it started to become really quiet. Aside from some birds and our own breathing, we were completely isolated from the city.
0: So you see here, it's like being at the beach because it's so quiet. And I think the thing is that I just, I get out of the noise of people's thinking and yelling at each other and laughing. And and then it just starts to feel really magical and... This doesn't
1: feel like Berkeley.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There was a long set of stairs that seemed to never
1: end with a fence along its side to match. The wood was different on every panel and it was covered in art and, of course, Leslie's poetry small little paragraphs in all caps written with a sharpie dotted the aging wood
0: so this is the fence i started writing okay. on wow and um oh and it, i have actually met the person who owns the land behind mm-hmm. it and he owns the fence and he's been repairing it but not trying to wreck the poetry oh wow, so and graffiti so that's amazing here's the first one of mine that shows and then i, I made a comment on someone else's comment which seems to have disappeared with the weather <laughs>
1: I was baffled by how these fence and seawall poems seem to be both lasting and fleeting. It's interesting because it, like this came from beaches, right, which they could easily be washed away. Right. And now it's in like permanent marker on a fence, I right? Know, and I, I know, it's I know. So I don't funny. know. Something about poetry to me has always felt very permanent in a way, in that like right. it's words that capture moment and, and somehow those words are able to like lock you in that moment regardless yeah. of how long ago it was, right. yet this also somehow feels very like... Um, impermanent, which is kind of beautiful. There's a, yeah, there's
0: something fleeting oh about it. Oh my gosh! It's true. This is this is also so sweet. I know. <laughs> that- I was pointing to a
1: message that said something along the lines of, "I love your brain." There's lots of small messages around her poems, giving praise and appreciation.
0: No, <laughs> isn't that so sweet? And then here's one, much love from Germany, Leslie. Oh my god! And another one, I met this guy. He really? wrote, I love your brain. Oh. I was here, um, I had injured myself, so for almost a year I didn't come up oh here, my god, and no. didn't write anything. And I came back and I was starting to write, and I met this guy, and like, I always like to be friendly when I'm at yeah. the wall, because I'm curious if anyone yeah, watches. Yeah. He goes, are you Leslie? <laughs> and he's like, I had this really wonderful moment with my son here, I was taking him, like away from the play kids, the kids playing and doing something with him. And I started reading the poetry and I just, it just gave me this sense of myself. Yeah. And so he was really yeah. touched, and He was trying to find the poem mm-hmm. and he was like, I wrote this. But anyway, so, um, I was up here writing another poem one day. This woman stopped, she said, you, did you write these poems? And I said, yeah. And she goes, oh, I, I photographed the you Stop falling. And I um, taught it in my psychology class. Oh, my class. gosh. And I was like, That's wow. so cool. You're kidding. And so I was really struck by that.
1: Now, I was confused as to what exactly she was hearing in order to write these poems.
0: I don't know how I began to hear them um like head, but i meditate a lot okay. and and what you do in meditation is you reduce the, the the chaotic thinking and so i think that that may have helped to come to that yeah. that you know to be able to hear because i yeah. think of it as you know not not me it's my connection mm-hmm. to the universe or whatever and then she surprised me so i'll write down the one this poem that i that came to me the other morning when i was thinking that we were going to okay. have this conversation um because it has to do with like how does the poem come (laughs) and and so a poem came to tell me that but you're gonna have to hold the mic all right (laughs) she pulled out a sheet of paper with the poem oh my god
1: she pulled out a sheet of paper with the poem scrawled on it and the sharpie i have to admit i was fangirling a little bit oh my gosh this is i I feel so honored (laughs) to be witnessing it in that time okay so you can see what's happening
0: I got to pick which one is not going to be <laughs> spiky and <eight. laughs> okay. that one March 31st so I give it it's due to oh, two, two. Sometimes there's a rhyme. As it flows, where it goes, I don't know. But off we go. I just follow. It's how I know. It's how I know. I just follow that rhyme as we go. All is told. All is told. Moment by moment, all is told. And I am held. Loved by the beloved. Moment by moment, I am held. So there you go. That's kind of how it happens. the process. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, that process. I really think Leslie's
1: work goes to show that poetry doesn't have to be in a heavy leather-bound book to have an impact. Sometimes all it takes is Sharpie on a fence and someone willing to wander. Thank you for listening to this episode of Poetic Pontification. Stay tuned for more poets next time.